SmackDown was taken over, and it became one of the most memorable SmackDowns in history. And that's not just a fact. It's undisputed. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, What is up, everybody? We are live on AfterBuzzTV.com, the AfterBuzz TV YouTube page, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Like and subscribe, tell your friends and your foes about the world of AfterBuzz TV as we break down one of the most historic SmackDowns ever. What's up, everybody? I am Josh Sheriff, and it's such a big deal. We got the whole gang here. First off, sit in the corner because he knows what he did. <laughs> it's Tom Connolly. I'm here. I you are here. I was you, not delayed. You were not delayed. <laughs> you got here just in time. And our news desk is filled up again because back from a successful Bound for Glory at Impact Tapings in Canada, Gabby Loren is here! Yes, I am! Woo-hoo. So before we get into all this craziness, we need to talk about your craziness, Gabby. These yes. last couple of weeks, you you were on pay-per-view. Oh my god, it was actually really <laughs> cool because, uh, exclusive, I got to finish all of my pre-tapes because they had to cut a bunch of stuff um, prior to the show start, and I got to watch myself. In the arena, because... (laughs) On, like, the Giant Tron or whatever? Yeah, because on pay-per-view, they play it, as opposed to, like, all the regular TV tapings. You don't see my stuff until the TV episode. Oh, right. Because it gets cut in after. Yeah. That's got to be... What was that feeling like? All of a sudden, you're in the arena, watch it, and then on the Tron, you see yourself. It was exciting, because I was in the VIP area with, like, a lot of the executives and, like, marketing people and AEG people, and... Like, they all were talking to me up there, so as soon as it came on, they're like, oh my god, oh, that's you, and we were all, like, screaming. <laughs> it was fun. But I don't think any of the fans obviously heard. We were, like, way up. But it was cool. It was a lot of fun, and the Canada tapings, um, I didn't realize how strict the Canadian border was. A lot of people, like, on the team couldn't get through. Like, our makeup artist couldn't make it the second day, because they wouldn't let her back across the border. It was so wow. crazy. But, um... Overall, like, loved it. Had a great experience. I got really close with Rhino, I was telling you guys, through text. Like, me and Rhino, like, hung out backstage. I got to know him really well. Told me a lot about his life, like, what he's doing, where he lives. Um, Really, like, shot the you-know-what with um, Don Callis this past weekend. Uh, Tommy Dreamer gave me tips backstage on, like, how to be a better reporter. So, yeah, it was amazing. And I'm going to be in New York uh, this coming week on Thursday and Friday for their tapings also. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, she just Congrats. keeps traveling. She gets so cool. traveling. <laughs> She's <laughs> making an impact in the world of wrestling. Huh? See what I did? Yeah, I, I already took that, Josh. That was, that was my caption on Instagram, FYI. <laughs> a few days ago. <laughs> I, wanted, I, wanted to be, ago. I wanted to be original. It's okay, you tried. Alright, well, thank you. And, well, it's, it's great that you're here. And I know you're going to keep traveling a little bit, but you're going to be back here as often as you can in yeah. the midst of this crazy schedule. <laughs> well, with that being said, yes, I probably will not be able to make After Buzz next Sunday because I'm going to be flying back in on Sunday evening. Sure. So. That's all right. Sorry, guys. It's okay. But you'll I think be it's, back. Our, it's our last tapings of the year for 2019. Okay. So, but I do have, I'm going back to my college for a gala the weekend after. So after uh, that, I'll be back. Uh, 
Ugh. Sorry, guys. And I'm saying, ugh, but I'm not going to be here next week, either. That's right. Tom's running Guess the show what? next week. I'll be here next week. Tom's here. With his twin babies. Yeah, exactly. That's who's sitting in for you all guys. Right. <laughs> but with all that, I don't know if they're going to be able to contribute except for Goo Goo Gaga. I'm just going to sit right here and just hold both of them, yeah. and I'll just talk about SmackDown. Well, spe- well, speaking of not necessarily being able to contribute, um, about 90% of the SmackDown roster was not able to contribute this week mm-hmm. to SmackDown. Now, something like this would probably normally be a wrestling rap segment, but it was such yes. a huge deal. It's just, we just got to talk about it right after, we're at the top of the show. So SmackDown okay. tonight, the one that we're going to be going over, November 1st, 2019, as it was uttered multiple times during the show, was... Only by one person. <laughs> was, was truly memorable because... The the entire roster that went to Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel was not back in time. They were not only not back in time, they were still in Saudi, maybe still on the tarmac for all we knew. Yeah. And there are all sorts of stories that are coming out. Who knows what's real and what's not at this point. Mm. But there's so many different things from several mechanical issues which caused them to stay on the tarmac for six plus hours to the Alice Airlines issue an apology to no, maybe they were kind of almost being held semi hostage mm. because Vince and the Prince of Saudi Arabia are having disagreements because Vince wasn't paid. Tom, throw something at me here because <laughs> there's just so much craziness on what happened here. I mean, if I would just say, if you work for them, I mean, would you ever want to go back? Like how, is it, much, is it, how, how much, much do, do they have to, have to get paid? Yeah, because they're not getting paid extra to do this. This is part of their, like, the superstars. Like, this is just part of their work. Like, they're not getting like, oh, it's not like they're coming in like Goldberg or no. Isn't it like Taker. a pay per view bonus because Ali donated they, what he made oh, from I guess, this? I guess they probably okay. Yes, so it's some something. type of bonus. Yes, but it's not like I don't know who knows how much they're getting. No. So, question, you guys: yeah. the Crown Jewel aired for us. In America on Wednesday, right? Thursday. No, Thursday. Thursday. Okay. So it aired on Thursday. Keep in mind, Saudi Arabia is eight hours ahead of New York. And they had just landed in New York, I believe, on, was it Friday? Mm-hmm. Right? No, they didn't well, land until well, Saturday. Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't land get- until Saturday. So the plan was... It says I'm getting JFK Friday afternoon at 12.52 p.m. No, then they would have been in time for SmackDown. Forbes. They would have been there for SmackDown because SmackDown aired. I think that was maybe when they were. Well, the JFK is not Buffalo, so two different parts of New York. But um, but maybe that was like the few that took the extra flights and got the few that that got the extra flight. They landed just around the time SmackDown ended. Right, so it could be. Usually, you have to go to JFK to get to Buffalo. There was no like obviously straight flight from Saudi, so it could just be that the difference between connecting flights was a major difference. But either way, it's crazy that. It pretty much took what a full day to two days for these people. Well, to just leave, they didn't get just to, to leave. Just to get they, out so, of there. So let's just say they were supposed to leave. Whatever time, maybe they were supposed to leave at twelve. No, I, I don't know what time they're supposed to leave. They, they were supposed, supposed to leave. Right leave they the were supposed to leave as soon as the show ended. Yes, the show, the show aired for us California time at one p.m. Uh-huh. So one to four, it was the show. Like four, well, because it was a three-hour show or three and a half hour. Yeah. And let's just say, you know, it took time to travel to the airport. So let's say mm. 6 o'clock our time. Yeah. Where you're saying it's an eight-hour time difference. Yes. From New York, not from L.A. Okay, so, so that I would be... another three hours. So, so that would be an 11-hour 11 11 difference. Yeah. So we're looking at 5 a.m. their time. 
to get to Buffalo, and they didn't leave for several hours later. Imagine, though, sitting on an airplane for six hours with no food, nothing. Uh, well, I can't imagine. And that's the thing where it's weird because, I mean, I granted, we've all been on planes where you yes. get delayed and stuff like that, but... They're on a char- they were on a chartered plane where it was just them yeah. on the plane, not ra- not random regular people. Right, but it's so. air traffic control that probably was like you cannot leave the ground. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, but I'm saying if there's a something wrong with the plane, yes. why wouldn't you just take the plane back and let everyone get off? Yeah, that's, where, let, that's, yeah. Where, that's, that's where that's the tricky for part. For six hours, they sat on the plane yeah. and did nothing, and then there's like weird rumors that they were all told to get off of the plane. There's some pictures of them. Standing outside, can we the pull plane. up those pictures? I, if Luke Harper, I think it may have gotten deleted by now, but he did tweet about. Uh, there's a picture. I don't know when it was taken, but it's definitely a picture of him not looking very happy, along with Angela Dawkins. I think so. Just none of either. them were happy. Well, well yeah. talking about them not being happy, why don't we discuss? You know, some of the tweets that were yeah, going sure. out when this was going on, and this is what makes me feel like these rumors about. That the Saudi government not paying Vince McMahon has a lot of truth, could have a lot of truth, because, I mean, why else would our WWE superstars, with plane maintenance, just typical plane maintenance that happens every now and then, be tweeting such telling stories, mm-hmm. right? So we had... And since when does plane maintenance take eight hours or Well, even if it does, yeah. right? Even yeah. if it's a major issue... Um, but you pull them back to the. Why did twenty the, people get yeah. off and get on it rebooked while like the rest had mm-hmm. to stay? Yeah, yeah. This doesn't make sense. Like they should have all gotten off and all been rebooked. But uh, Buddy Murphy literally wrote, tweeted this: "Never again." Dot dot dot. That was at two o five a.m. Do the math on the time difference. I don't know <laughs> if that's knows? us two o five a.m. Mm. Um, Rusev. At this point in time, we need all the prayers. Dot dot dot. Brother, uh-huh. that is very telling, mm. and I know a lot of feedback came from that one. Um, who else did we have? There was just like a bunch of different WWE stars tweeting at the time, and to me, that doesn't scream maintenance because people wouldn't be saying, you know, never again. Obviously, we understand mm. when people want you to ground a flight because it's a danger to take off. And I, th- I think Josh, our engineer, found the, the photo you were talking about, Tom. Yeah. If we can get a zoom in on that. It's just it's Luke Harbour just standing directly outside of the plane, mm-hmm. not looking very happy, <laughs> and everyone looking confused around yeah. him. So, yeah, it's just like... Uh, the quote for the bottom for the Instagram page says, Larry, I'm home. I guess I didn't want it enough to pay for my own charter, but I'm home now. Hashtag not top 20. See, then that was him Yikes. saying that... Because WWE then put out a press release saying that, obviously, what's ha- there's mechanical issues with the plane, but some superstars decided to charter their own plane to get back in time for SmackDown, but still would not make it. Right. Which, which a lot of Luke Harper and a lot of other people were saying, well, that's a slap in the face to us where, oh, we we don't, we don't didn't want to be there. Enough, like, we didn't want to put out the effort enough to charter a plane to get back, even though we weren't even going to make it on time. And that's, that's very disrespectful, I think. Because if you work for a company and they're like, oh, we know this is going to happen, but... You guys just didn't try hard enough to be there. Like, we're going to have to f- do something else. Like, I'd be like, I went there for you. And first off, that's not my problem. That's your problem for booking a show halfway across the world the day before you have a live taping that's of a show. That's unbelievable they even do that in the first well, place. They should, well, first off, I think they should have just said, listen, we're not going to do – it's either going to be an all-women smackdown, which they easily could have done. Yeah. Or they could have just said – 
listen, we're not going to send everyone there. And we're going to keep some guys back. And those guys will be on SmackDown this week. And the, you don't have to tell me what's going to happen on SmackDown. I'm going to watch it and see what happens. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need a preview of, like, this is happening and this happened. Like, they were like, Miz TV with The Fiend, blah, blah, blah. You know, all this kind of stuff where I don't need to know that's happening. I'm going to wa- tune into the show and see what happens. Do we yeah. think we will ever find out the definite I what think truth we will. is? Yeah. Yes. I think we will once someone that was there gets released. <laughs> And then tells all. That's yeah. a good point. That's, that's the only way I think we're going to get that story. Is if, Yikes. Or if someone really wants to get fired, <laughs> they're going to come out and tell the story. Like, oh, my goodness. You know, um, I don't, that's the only way I could see. What yeah, about you? I feel like it will come out eventually because I think this beef is not done if there really is a, a conflict between Vince McMahon and Saudi Arabian government. Um the big question is, though, will they continue to work on this deal? I know we talked on this before, uh, this topic before we went on air. There's a contract, but if Saudi Arabia is breaching contract by not paying up, does Vince have to keep his contract with the amount of years he's supposed to deliver content? But then, no, how, because but then how much content are they going to get with how many superstars are going to want to do this again? And like, that's have, another like, look at the thing. list of people that don't want to go. Daniel Bryan. Well, Daniel Sam Bryan Zane, hasn't been going. Because he said he didn't want to go. So that's Daniel Bryan, Cena. I mean, Cena's not around, but he was on the list the last time. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Alistair Black can't go because of his tattoos. What? <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's the reason why he can't go. Unbelievable. I'm sure there's other people that didn't, like... I mean, Miz, Miz wasn't Miz, there. Miz wasn't there, so I don't know if that was like a thing where he said he didn't want to go. Uh, probably. He does have enough pull, I think, to yeah. say, I don't want to go to this. And and if enough of the guys just say, no, we're not going, yeah, which would not surprise me if that were to happen. And, the, and they're built as such big, massive shows where they're like WrestleMania-caliber shows mm-hmm. to where, like, what, what do you do when, <laughs> you know... 60, let's just say 50 people don't want to go. You, you have Mansoor in the main event. I'm very yeah. scared for what's to happen if Vince ever does come out and talk about this problem because they're, Saudi Arabia is not somebody you want to get on their bad side. Yeah. Like, no. And it's we like, really don't. And not only that, we're an American, this is an American company. Mm-hmm. We don't have the best like relationship with Saudi Arabia. So I just feel like. It's not good to have bad blood. But it's also like it's in not, business. And also the fact that Vince just got up and left and left them all there. Like, well, the, I don't think they say that they say that he didn't know at the time. But if you're talking about cutting but, feeds, well, then he did know. Well, he at least there was at least something going on where there was some kind of beef, and then he left, got on his private plane, took took off out of there, and then left everyone behind. But that, like, that's where you have a almost like a major, like, international incident of you have a worldwide company in in this country where a billion dollar company, yes, where there the government may not be letting people leave. And you know, governments have the power to do a lot of stuff, like hold you, jail well, you. Especially, it's that really place. not safe. And I, no offense to Vince McMahon, I don't know if. No matter how much power and money Vince has in America, that does not mean that he could actually control what they want to do exactly. with American people. But yeah. it's also like it's you also know? like it's not. Is it safe? And the thing that sucks is that I saw clips and pieces of the show, and like, I mean, you did see the crowd there, and they were having a great time. Sure. So it's like, you know, there's yeah, a lot of things that were 
good that happened at the show, but this kind of is just like overshadowing a lot of it. And is it even safe for them to go back again? Probably not, because who knows what could happen next time. Well, you know, in in the midst of all of this craziness mm-hmm. of them trying to get back, <laughs> we had a beautiful accident with SmackDown because yeah. <laughs> they used. Their plan of, you know, having NXT involved in Survivor Series this year and just had NXT take over SmackDown. And honestly, I was texting you guys while I was watching it live. Mm. To me, this was like one of the most memorable and spot-on SmackDowns since I can remember. Because I think when their back is against the wall, they they, just go. They know how to step up, which is... I mean, you almost wish this would, like, something like this happened every week where it was, like, you know, just chaos. Yeah. And let's see what happens. I mean, so, so, yeah, let's get into the show because so much happened on this as well. So, first off, our commentary team starts with Tom Phillips, Renee Young, and Aiden English. Which means, wasn't Corey Graves stuck too? Like, there yeah. was, yeah, there Cole were... and Corey Graves uh-huh. were out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is weird that they're not on Vince's. Greg Hamilton plane, was okay. out there because Caleb Braxton was yeah. the ring announcer. Well, I hope that they had a Kathy was there. I hope they yeah. take this for total divas filming Corey Graham. No, <laughs> yeah, because uh, Kayla would have done the backstage stuff, uh, but since she had a ring announced, then they flew yeah. Kathy Kelly in to do the backstage Which, stuff. This was actually a Her, huge opportunity for these people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It yeah, created it bumped people these, up. These I, big opportunities. Yeah. I, after listening to this, I really miss Tom Phillips on commentary. Tom Phillips is great. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I, I really wish he was actually on SmackDown every week. So, well, we, one person we might not be seeing on SmackDown every week now is Brock Lesnar. Because he came out to start the show. Heyman talks about how Lesnar's pissed. They show pretty much the entire match from Crown Jewel. Which I thought was very weird, but okay. <laughs> when Brock retained over Cain Velasquez... And then they showed Rey Mysterio attacking Brock after the match. And Vince McMahon said Mysterio can't come to SmackDown because it's contractually owned by USA, essentially. <laughs> um, you know, because he's on the Raw brand, mm-hmm. so he shouldn't be on SmackDown. So they're doing the right thing. Yes, which I was surprised by. <laughs> yeah. So Brock isn't going to have anything with that, so he quits SmackDown and mm-hmm. is showing up to Raw to attack Mysterio. Yeah. I thought it was gonna see, he was going to say, well, you know... Survivor Series is Raw versus SmackDown, so, you know, Mysterio, but it, you're going against Brock. But if we have Bray Wyatt win the Universal title, mm. then this is going to explain how that works. Because all of a sudden, Brock's going to move to Raw, mm. and Bray's going to bring the Universal title to SmackDown. But I think this is a huge loss to SmackDown. Oh, it's a massive loss. What do we loss. get for it? That's what I want to know. Uh, maybe NXT, guys. <laughs> I know, but I think there should be someone from Raw coming to SmackDown now. Yeah, I mean, like we'll, we have to tune in, we'll have to tune in on Monday to find out yeah. what, well, what happens with it. Yeah, I think there will be definitely changes. But, you know, speaking of this being one of the best shows because of this conflict, um, the ratings bumped up, too, because I know that they were suffering a little bit. Um, but this show proved Everyone wanted that, to see what was going to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I guess, I mean, they say with about the PR, if, you know, it doesn't matter if it's bad PR, yeah. it's still good PR. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened with the Saudi Arabia thing. It doesn't matter if people are saying good things or bad things about you. They're saying things about you. Yeah, they're but, just talking. It's enough. But are ratings really driving everything, though? Most, when it comes down to most it? Most things. Most things. I guess. 
I just think you'd want to put on a good product every week. <laughs> Not go, we've really got to put on a good product tonight. It should be every night we really got to put on a good product. Well, well, we start off by then pushing ahead this women's title match that wasn't necessarily announced, but because the circumstances, hey, let's get a title match on here. Mm. So Bayley defending the women's championship against Nikki Cross. Really, really good match between the two. Crowd was getting behind Nikki a lot in this match. Uh, Sasha got involved. Eventually, Bailey distracted the ref, where Sasha pushed Nikki off the ropes, and then uh, Bailey hit some new type of finisher. Yeah, which I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Much mm-hmm. better than a belly to belly suplex. Yes, she gets the win and retains the title. But then the story is all of a sudden the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler shows <laughs> up and she destroys everyone. Yeah. I mean, she barely did anything to Nikki, but okay. Well, Nikki, she just kicked out of the ring. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but she threw Sasha in the ring post and uh, beat the hell out of Bailey. Yeah. And stood tall with her NXT Women's Championship. Mind you, don't know if this was any reason for it, but Aiden English was on commentary. At this point, he mentions Shayna Baszler is the Queen of Hearts when her nickname is the Queen of Spades. Yes, and he was... He was and, uh, and when we come back from commercial... Pat McAfee is that commentary. <laughs> he oh, was like they took him off? Yeah, I, Just because of that? I don't... I can't say that's the reason. <laughs> but I think... Well, also, I think maybe because... Because I liked what Ed English was doing on commentary during the but show. But maybe because then we saw that the NXT was kind of taking over, and he is an NXT... You know, he's on the pre-show. The, the, so uh, I think maybe they were like, okay, let's just put him out there because he can hype up the NXT stuff. Well, yeah, and here's, and here's know, one and thing guys. I love... And this we have not had on WWE commentary in years. We had a three-person booth at this point with Tom Phillips, Renee Young, and Pat McAfee. Tom Phillips, straight shooter, calling a play-by-play. Renee is pro SmackDown, Mm. and McAfee is pro NXT. Mm. And McAfee is not being a heel, but insulting the people that are not NXT. (laughs) And it just it added that really fun dynamic when you listen to it that we haven't had in years. And I absolutely loved this three-person team mm. of Tom, Renee, and Pat. Yeah. I want that every Friday night. Or, if, I mean, even if it wasn't Renee, it was someone else, because who knows if she's going to be on Sure. No, again. she's not but, planning on yeah, but yeah. Mm. But I thought the three of them worked so well together. It was far more entertaining than what Colin Graves have done in all honesty. As much as I love Corey Graves. Mm. But just the dynamic of how they worked off each other, especially as we were saying, just spur of the moment. Pat McAfee said he was called at 1.30 that afternoon. Can you get the Buffalo? Jeez. Mm. Yeah. Apparently he like borrowed. The, o- the uh, owner of the Indianapolis Colts, Colts, Jim Irsay, lent him his jet. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, because Pat McAfee used to play for the Indianapolis yeah, Colts. Yeah, must be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you lend me your jet? Mm-hmm. Right. I got to get the Buffalo. Yeah, Can you lend me your jet? jet but, wow. Yeah. And like, not lend me your car. Can you just lend me a jet? <laughs> no big deal. I know it's like $50,000 a trip. but Yeah, yeah and, and it was just such an interesting, refreshing dynamic that we haven't had on WWE programming mm-hmm. in so long. And I loved it. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Kathy Kelly. After Buzz alum. She's backstage interviewing Sami Zayn. Um, he's talking about NXT needs to... It looks like NXT is hanging around, but they need to watch where they stick their nose. 
And all of a sudden, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee show up. And Sammy's like, hey, I got an NXT shirt. Oh, no, just kidding. I don't. <laughs> they then chase him to the ring. And we have a bro Derek. That's mm-hmm. the name of that move. <laughs> and then Keith Lee with a moonsault. Where it's just crazy enough when Keith Lee hits a moonsault because he's so huge and so athletic. But when he hits it from the second row, yeah. because there's even less room for error than off the top row. Uh-huh. He's so good. Yeah, that's so impressive. You're like, what the hell did I just see? I want to give like major props to all the NXT superstars that came out and showed up for the SmackDown episode because I think getting those last minute calls asking to do a storyline and even some like matches or whatever they were involved in. um, All of that day flew up. Yeah, I saw a thing online where they literally showed up. When the sh- five minutes like before the show was starting, yeah. or they just showed up, like either they they landed five minutes before the show started, had like a police escort to the arena, and literally got there within minutes of Shayna Baszler having to come out and do that. Like he, like they she like literally That's apparently crazy. got to the arena and ran out and was like. Get in your spot and do this right mm-hmm. now. So, with that being said, so, even you know, props to them. Also, the writers that had to turn around something yes. within hours. Yes. Because I don't think people realize, but the people putting the show together had to like probably get no sleep and yeah. go to work and figure this shiz out. Well, I mean, so. even even all like just the producers who do the the music in the Tron obviously got to get everyone else's music in yeah. order and all mm-hmm. that. I mean, mm-hmm. all like that takes a ton of work. Yeah, yeah. and it just shows, like, to be honest. You know how professional all these guys are, and especially the wrestlers themselves. Like NXT, I, I always say this: like whenever I've seen their shows, takeovers, whatever, they kill it. Like these guys are so talented, and I don't know what it is. If it's like that young thirst and hunger, or if it's like they weren't as overworked as the main roster, but they come in with a fire, a renewal of energy, and you see how hard they work and how talented they are. And I think it's it's something to say that they really weren't given any time to prep anything, think about how they were going to do anything in the ring, and they just go out there like professionals and make it happen. And with that being said, it's like, you know, when you walk into a mess like this, you think that it may turn out for the worst, but when you go in almost with low expectations, like... You you rise yeah. above, and yeah. I feel like that was what happened. And 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 another reason I'm so excited for this show is because you know we don't get to talk about NXT guys all that much, and NXT yeah. to me is the most consistent show exactly on TV. Period. Mm. That's right. I said it. I know there are other wrestling companies out there. <laughs> NXT to me is the most consistent program on TV, and the fact that all these guys came on, like you're saying, Gabby, last minute, no real preparation, go, and then they all did their thing. Just shows how good that program is being ran down there. Yes, and, with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, yeah. like they are killing it but, with training these guys. And I also feel that unbelievable. Um, the WWE superstars, though, <laughs> they had when you when you would think of okay, who do you need for a show? Who do you need people wise that are going to be here that are going to look forward, look like move this business forward. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, Daniel Bryan, The Miz. Those were the only. You know? <laughs> those were the only male SmackDown superstars that were on the show. And those are three guys that I would pick to be on my show any day. Yeah, because they don't like. Not only can they put on good matches and be entertaining, but they also don't. I mean, 
we don't know how many ego. You know, it's like it's not an ego thing for them. I don't think, and that is exactly what we saw tonight from all of them. Yeah, as right. we as we get into Ms. TV, mm. they're supposed to be interviewing Bray Wyatt, mm. who's not there. So instead, out comes Tommaso Ciampa, which are like, oh crap! It's like, <laughs> like what is happening uh, now? Yes, and. Champa tells Miz it's time for someone to give you a reality check. You're everything that is wrong with Raw and SmackDown. Well, I'm breaking my neck in NXT. You're playing talk show host. Well, you play the part. I am the part. Mm. And this leads into Miz versus Tommaso Champa. And I love that, like, Miz also didn't back down. It was just like me, you, now. Like yeah. we're having a match because he, he he didn't act heel towards it. No, because mm. he's he's still a face on it. He's like, all right, you want to you want to put up. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm in my gear. You're in gear. Mm-hmm. No one else is here. <laughs> so let's have a match. Yeah. And and they go ahead and have, have a good long match. Miz mainly works on Champa's leg. So they're selling the story of Champa's history with knee surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, though, Champa hits the fairy tale ending and pins the Miz. And the commentators do a great job making such a big deal out of an NXT guy just beat a former WWE champion. Mm. That's a huge deal. And I love that, you know, like, they're making it mean something. Because, but also, this is what we should have been seeing. We should be seeing out of NXT guys that come over to Raw and SmackDown. Not that they, like, win every match. No. But that they don't just kind of become another person. Yes. Like, Champa is now a guy on this show. Instantly. That, yeah. Instantly. It, Riddle and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Impressive where, like, they took out Sami Zayn. Granted, you know... It was two-on-one. Two-on-one, but... I mean, it still worked in their favor of, like, showing how dominant they are. Or at least showing yeah. that, the, you know, they are hungry and they want it. And, I mean, it makes me very excited for Survivor Series, which I feel like the last couple of years I haven't been. Yeah. Like, there's been, like, one or two matches, but you're like, okay, brand supremacy. Like, but what do they get out of it? At least now they're like, oh, we really need to prove that we're better than... These younger kids, yep, yeah, kind of thing. I wish there was a way for WWE to make the rest of the ro- main roster like as exciting as <laughs> NXT because I just feel like it's like same old, same old every week. But maybe it's also because NXT developmental they have time to like uh, train and try new things. Whereas everyone on the main roster is like spread out in different states, and it's just a week to week show. Like in their off time, they're with their family. But NXT is well, now week to week too, though. Yeah, yeah but, live. but they're but more I, local, well, localized week to week live taping. Yeah, yeah. But I think that uh, we saw it on Raw this week was that a lot of very long matches. Yes, which I think is also something that would help overall of not someone losing in two minutes because. To a fan that watches, if someone loses in two minutes, they become instantly almost a loser. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, well, if they can't even beat that person, then why do I? Why should I care? Yeah. But you can have Andrade versus Sin Cara for 20-some minutes and make Sin Cara look really good at the same time and go, oh, guess what? That guy's really good as well. He could maybe have won this match. You know? So yeah. it's like, I know we're talking about Raw now, but... It's just something where I think we that's what that's what sets NXT apart where they have really good matches mm. and they're entertaining. And that's yeah. where the rest of the roster we're not seeing that on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Almost ever. Besides tonight. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, Daniel Bryan is backstage. Um, runs in Triple H and HBK. And he's like, is NXT looking for a fight? All right, Triple H, well, I challenge you to a fight. And Triple H is like, well, no, I, I, I have my suit. You know, <laughs> I don't have my I'm not able jacket. to do it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not prepared. Meanwhile, Sean behind is starting to take off his jacket, <laughs> and everyone's just like, "What's gonna oh, happen?" Man. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they look at Sean and is like, "Oh, well, no way. Never mind. It's cold." <laughs> Puts the jacket back on. Triple H, I know who's someone who's looking for a fight, and brings out NXT champion Adam Cole. And not only do we have this as our main event, it will be for the NXT championship. Holy crap! But they did that in three minutes. Set up a more entertaining main event than in we have three seen, minutes than we have seen in SmackDown since I'm going to say AJ versus Daniel Bryan last year. <laughs> Yikes! Right? And because because it, it just stemmed a little bit from the story that's been happening in the last hour. Bring him in. NXT's here. They want to fight. I'm I'm here to fight for SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to fight our champion. Fine, put the title on the line. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fire and Desire versus what was supposed to be Carmella and Dana Brooke. Mm-hmm. As Carmella's music hits, we cut to the back, and there's Bianca Belair beating the crap out of Carmella and Dana Brooke. Yep. <laughs> and actually, if you look at Dana Brooke when she's... Um, getting beat down. She's wearing a new shirt. Um, I don't know if you remember, but a couple weeks ago we were talking about Dana Brooke, and she mentioned Flex Appeal, and I was pleading on this show to make a T-shirt for Dana Bo- Dana Brooke for Flex Appeal. Well, if you go on WWE Shop right now, as you can see, and with the shirt that she was wearing, I believe it was a different color at the time, though. There is a Dana Brooke Flex Appeal T-shirt for sale. You're welcome, Dana. I feel like this is a week. <laughs> I feel like this is a new weekly segment we have to do here called "They Listen," <laughs> because we always bring something up and then it shows up yep. on SmackDown. There you go. Now, after Bianca Belair beat down Carmella and Dana Brooke, <laughs> Sonya Manny and Ring wonder what's happening out in place. Come Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox. You know it's, it's not even that much of a tag team match because they just obliterated them. Yeah. Yep. And Which I, this was the one. This was just the one little nitpick thing that I would have done differently. Mm. The only thing I would have had Rhea Ripley be the one to beat up Carmella and Dana Brooke out in the back mm. and have Bianca out there with Tegan Knox. Mm. And the reason for that she's a heel. Oh no, she's a Rhea's a face, right? Rhea's a face, uh-huh. but no one was really acting. Well, no, just, yeah, they were just yeah. Um, but the reason is, Rhea has only been on. She's been in NXT UK, but she's only been on NXT TV for like a month or so. Mm. But she's awesome. Oh, she's great. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> Bianca's been there for a while, and she's definitely has more is more recognizable because of the hair, mm. and because everyone knows she's married to Montez Ford. Mm. And so, if all of a sudden her music hit, I I think it would have been a bigger pop from the crowd than Rhea's. That said, they just go out there and beat the hell out of Sonya and Mandy, and Renee gets a foot in the face. (laughs) No, God, please, no, no! Because Sonya just threw herself over the table. (laughs) Yeah. Tegan 
throws, mm. and I use that loosely. Yeah. Uh, Sonya Deville over the table, but while Sonya flies, uh, her foot meets Renee Young's face. Yeah. Yep. I was like, did I just witness <laughs> that? Did she just kick her? Yeah. Yep. Poor Renee. One day back in the One back day in the she's booth. back. <laughs> Gets kicked right in the face. But yeah, I, I mean, I get that they were trying. I wish, I will say, I wish that maybe we could have seen some other SmackDown women come out and try to help them. Help Fire and Desire, at least. Mm-hmm. Because I know we were trying to make NXT look dominant. Yeah. And they definitely did. But... We knew that they were invading and taking over already. So it's not like this just happened. So I think it would have been at least something, at least better. Maybe they could have ran out and ran them off a little bit. Oh, not Carmella really. and Dana? No, no, somebody else. Not Carmella and Dana. Some other. Well, uh, well let's else? think. I mean, who else is there? There's no, not many left think, yeah. because Sasha, Bailey, and Nikki Cross were already out. Uh-huh. Lacey was in was Saudi it, oh, Arabia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Alexa is MIA. Right. So there really wasn't any other yeah. SmackDown female superstar. Okay. I think it was sense, fine. Huh? It was kind of them yeah. NXT yeah. showing like they are taking over and yeah. we're going to get you when you're down already and you're yeah. weak. Because mm. they knew that SmackDown roster was at a disadvantage that night. So it made more of an impact to... <laughs> uh, more of an impact to invade while they were down some men and women. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I forgot. And, I re- forgot that there's nobody else, so and it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> Ting and Knox hit hit the shiniest wizard, mm-hmm. as it's called, and re I don't know what the name of her awesome new submission is. Yeah, but she put it on Mandy Rose. She taps out. They get the win. Mm-hmm. This then leads to our main event: NXT Championship on the line. What <laughs> on SmackDown? <laughs> Like that's crazy enough that they put it. That is, like that's like never he been needs said. the NXT championship, you know. And that's never been said before. Mm. The that's NXT cool. championship on the line on SmackDown. I would have thought we were yeah. fighting for like a SmackDown championship, not necessarily like an NXT championship. But yeah, that was awesome. But the, but this but just for Daniel Bryan challenge for that that instantly made the NXT championship worth just as much as all the other yep. championships. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great writing yep. yet again. We have uh, Roderick Strong just start walking out with Adam Cole, but then stay ringside. And I mean, what what can you say? I mean, we already know how amazing both of these guys are. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, you know what? You guys have twenty five minutes. Go. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yeah. This was a clinic. And they both had like several minutes where it almost just looked like they were dominating the other. And just hitting every move they could think of. Mm. Including, I mean, when Dan O'Brien hits a German suplex from the top rope, that sounds painful. Mm. And that they made looked, it. That looked real painful, though, oh, yeah. for Adam Cole. I was like, oh. And, but, and Adam Cole, he's got some type of fracture in his thumb as well, and yeah. he did this match. Because mm. he hasn't been wrestling on NXT because he's had this cast. Mm. But he went ahead on SmackDown. He needed to step up, and yeah. he did. Yeah. Well, not only did he step up and he looked amazing in the match, but I also loved how this entire time they featured Triple H and Shawn Michaels ringside to like support their roster. And I they're cheering that's really on Adam Cole. Yeah. yeah. Didn't get involved. No. Right. Which was good, mm. but cheering I him really on. I thought they were going to. When, when he, I was worried. When he, when he flew out I was of the ring, worried. I was like, he's going to move and he's going to fly right on to both of them. And this is how this. I was like, I just kept thinking, how is this going to end? All I kept thinking the whole time, I go, this. Does Daniel Bryan win the NXT Championship, or does that, it just end in DQ? And then when the ending happens, and then <laughs> instead we have a Panama Sunrise mm. and the last shot, 
and Adam Cole cleanly beats Daniel Bryan. And that's why you need Daniel Bryan on your roster. Yes. Because he, like I said before, he understands his business. He understands that by losing to Adam Cole, he put Adam Cole on a completely different level than anyone else in NXT right now. No, he put NXT yes. on an well, equal level yes, with, as SmackDown. Yes, okay. Exactly. But also Adam Cole. Like, well, Adam I Cole like, especially. I like a lot of people, I've watched NXT with, with friends, and when they see Adam Cole, they go, "What? who is this guy? He's like, That's you the know. freaking future. Well, exa- no, but, no, but more like he is not a... He's like, not jacked. Not jacked. He's the skinny on the skinnier side. Uh-huh. But then, like they're like, wait, he's NXT champion. But I mean, I'm a fan of him. I yeah. think he's, I think he's good. I've watched so many, you know, a bunch of his matches. Well, if people ever say that, yeah. they're like, well, have you seen Shawn Michaels? Exactly. Not only no, that, but also but like, Daniel Bryan is yeah. the same. Like that's why I thought it was so almost so even between the two. Yeah. Where they're both two, you know, same size, same stature. There's so many yeah. other promotions that feature people of different weight classes, different athletic aesthetics, and I just feel like it's nice to not have the bulky, you know, really tall man winning everything. Like, you need to show diversity. Yeah. A lot of other promotions are already doing that. Um, but what I wanted to say about Shawn Michaels and a Triple H sitting ringside and not getting involved, I think it was really important and also put NXT over in being on the same playing field as a SmackDown because they don't need to get involved in order to show how good their talent is. And I thought that mm-hmm. that was smart booking. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you need to stay and support your people, mm-hmm. but you don't get involved in a cheap way and yeah. sell out because they can handle it because yep. you've trained them to handle it. And yep. I think that hands-off was the best way. And and then after Cole wins the match, all the NXT guys that were there that invade on SmackDown and were also going to be there on 205 Live, they all come to the ring. And you, <coughs> you look, and um, Josh has the photo up on the monitor now. You look at the guys in the ring from NXT, and then you think, wait a minute. Pete Dunn's not there. Yeah. Dajakovic is not there. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly is not there. Mm. Bobby Fish is not, not there. Um, Io Shirai is not there. Candice LeRae. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of. There's so yeah. many incredibly talented people that are not in that ring right now, and that ring's full of the future. Mm. And Triple H gets on the mic, and he talks about you built an army by looking to your family. We fired the first shot. Remember one thing we are NXT. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But, he, but it was damn. a throwback to his post WrestleMania promo as well. Yeah, where he, where he brought out X Pac. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was. And and that's why with everything that happened on this, whenever we have like SmackDown anniversary shows, like the three thousandth episode or this or this or that, you know, they always look back at like key nights. This is going to be one of those nights yep. that they go back to because this was the night that. On Fox, on network programming, they saw glimpses of the future superstars, mm. and they all tore it up. But but how fast until Fox goes? I want that guy on my show. Fine, please. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm saying well, yes. Great for them then. Yeah. that's a good thing. I want this guy <clears> on my <throat> show every week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, want him just on USA. So, I mean, yeah, we'll see now, obviously, how Raw responds. how Because they're intertwining them for Survivor Series. Mm. But until then, I know we got a couple of the wrestling rap items yes. that we need to go over. Let's get to that. Let's do it, Gabby. All right. I know you guys have missed this segment a lot. 
So, wrestling wrap for this week. Lance Storm just announced that he will be returning to the WWE, but this time as a producer, not a wrestler. You might know him from formerly being with WWE, uh, WCW, and ECW. Um, he's also been uh, had roles as producing wise with uh, Impact Wrestling, and um, <clears throat> he's worked with uh, the WWE Performance Center in the past. It's incredible because he's 50 years old, this man, and it's cool that in wrestling, like it doesn't matter how old you are, maybe for the action purposes, although I've seen like 50 plus get in the ring and still do things, but it's nice that there's still other roles for you to fill since you know the business in and out. So let us know what you guys think uh, in the comment section with Lance Storm's announcement that he will be returning to work with WWE as a producer. Uh, time frame not really announced yet, but we're thinking it's probably going to be like sometime after November when he's done. He, with he has one like more that. like one more class. He has a wrestling academy, right? Yeah. So after that last class, I think exactly. Which he, is, I think in November. Yeah. He is one of the most brilliant minds in pro wrestling mm-hmm. alive, and one of the greatest technical wrestlers of all time. Mm-hmm. He's going to help so much yeah. as a producer. Right. I think he's someone that they were like, we got to get this guy before yes. AEW pull, you know, yep. grabs him. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, and then next up, so if you did watch Crown Jewel, then you already know, but Natalia and Lacey Evans had the first ever women's match for the country. Um, so... I just wanted to know what everyone's thoughts were on that. Uh, I did see clips of it when they highlighted it on the SmackDown show. Um, and Stephanie McMahon came out and made an announcement. I thought it was really nice that she did highlight it and, and mm-hmm. pay tribute to the fact that this was like a big moment. Um, I love that the women were able to do it. And I think if it wasn't for seeing the highlight of Natalia's emotional reaction and Lacey Evans' emotional reaction to what they did in that ring and how they felt from it, that they're making a difference and that they're inspiring these women and even the reaction of the fans and the audience post-match. I don't know if I would have liked it as much because, I mean, I do feel like it would be nice to have the women be able to do more in that country. Um, So I'm glad that they were able to have that first match and then actually recap uh, the feeling and and thought behind it. This was the only good thing that happened out of Crown Jewel. Yeah. Because yeah. of what it, what it for the that. impact that. Well, it did. I mean, the Fiend winning wasn't a good thing. I'm I'm talking about as far as <laughs> like yes, as far as <laughs> but I mean help, uh, helping uh, far more than just a match. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I thought it was yeah seeing the highlights and seeing seeing them interact with the women that live in that country. Yes. And then oh, them taking pictures. It was. I will say the match was. It was a basic mm-hmm. match. <laughs> it wasn't the best match that no. they've had. I no. think they've had better matches, but. Granted, they were. I'm sure they were just like, go out there, just do your thing. It doesn't need to be anything yeah. crazy, anything flashy. Just go out there and have a good match. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing, and it is one of the reasons why they go there because they want to promote change and change in the world, and it's mm-hmm. good. And hopefully, but also, are they ever going to go there? Uh-huh. So it's like, no. yeah. So not unless they're getting on the same flight but, as Hulk Hogan. But hey, at least. They, <laughs> At least they were. They allowed them to do it. Yeah. So at least there's some kind of someone is changing their mind right. in that country. Right. And so my last story has to do with Kevin Owens, of course. Uh, he took to social media to Twitter, to be exact. You guys can check it out there. Uh, because obviously we all saw Bray Wyatt won the WWE Universal Title from Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel, and here's what Owens tweeted: a really funny picture. I don't know if it was his Halloween costume or whatever. 
But he was dressed up in some like onesie. I think it might be Eeyore. I'm not even sure. <laughs> uh, but he said next contender for that masked dude's title? Question mark. Oh, and and Josh got the photo up. Yeah, it's, that's Eeyore. Yes, it is Eeyore, right? Yeah. Oh my god, I love this. Thank you, Kevin Owens, for being amazing. I guess he's gonna have to go against Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That just looks really comfy. Please fight him in this costume. It's way less scary. The Fiend versus Eeyore. I like it. Book it. I tell you, we book that. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, that's it. That concludes well, wrestling wrap. We, we want to know what you guys at home, or wherever you're listening to this, what you think of what transpired on this SmackDown, on all the crazy rumors that happened um, after Crown Jewel, and how all this is going to work out at Survivor Series. You could tell us... By leaving comments on the YouTube page or on iTunes, and you can chat with us on various forms of social media. Gabby, she's going to be in New York, so if you want to go to the Impact tapings, go say hi to her. Tell her you know you know from AfterBuzz, and she'll be like, "Yeah, that's me. I'm that person. Let's make fun of Josh together." Then you know you'll probably do something like that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And I'm literally inviting tons of my friends and family next week, so I'm Boom. really excited about that. How can people reach out to you, Gabby? Uh, you guys can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram at Gabby Loren TV. That's G A B B Y L O R E N T V. Um, and yeah, I'll be at Impact in New York. It's Melrose. It's at the Melrose Ballroom in Queens, uh, which is pretty much Astoria. So um, hit me up if you're there. Tweet at me. Um, and then keep watching the episodes on Access TV on Tuesdays. All right, Tom. Uh, find me Twitter, Instagram, Tom.com. Check out my Etsy store. It's almost holiday season. Get those rings. Get those Conley rings Central. ready. <laughs> Any Black Friday sale announcements? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Okay. Not yet. There'll be something, though. There's a tease. Yeah. There's a tease. <laughs> Let me that, get it together. Then I'll... <laughs> that wasn't planned. I just put him on the spot there. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Tariff. And Christian Rosenberg still got t-shirts for sale at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Christian Rosenberg. And for all your other AfterBuzz TV news and calls, follow me on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks for tuning in. For Gabby Loran and Tom Connolly, I'm Josh Tariff, and we will see you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.